Oh, the end of term crisis of grades. When they've seen their scores, kids are dismayed. They pound at the door crying, help, raise my score. But their urgency's strangely delayed. I'm Heidi Marks Morris, and I started teaching high school in 1995. Despite nominal retirement in 2015, I've been in the classroom ever since. I'm writing a book about what I've learned in my career because I want to help others experience the connections and joy that I have found in successful teaching. It's called Teaching Matters, and you can sign up for news of it at my website, MarksTeachingMatters.com. I turned my final grades in this morning, and I have spent the day responding to frantic student emails, how can I get my grade up? These emails frustrate me. They make me grumpy, <laughs> and I really have to edit my responses several times before I send them, because my unfiltered vituperation would in no way serve the relationship with these students. We have finished half of the class. Now they will take a nine-week hiatus from my Spanish teachings, taking four completely different classes, and then return to my Spanish one class to finish out the school year. I had a large majority of my students work hard and do well. And that is enormously gratifying, especially in COVID times where nothing is normal, everything is more difficult, and teaching and learning automatically come with those air quotes around them every time I say them. But I'm not thinking of the successful students, the steady students, these students who have worked for nine weeks to earn the grade that I turned in and who are well aware of what they earned and satisfied that it reflects their progress clearly. Instead, all of my energy, all of my ire is focused on the four or five emails I have dealt with today, frantic to improve grades. I want to share a couple of them with you and some thoughts about grades and students and conversations with students about their grades. First, I have a student that I will call Pablo. All of my Spanish students choose a Spanish name to go by. None of them chose Pablo this term. Pablo is a capable young man with a Portuguese-speaking background who worked well the first half of the quadmester, but did very little in the last half and coasted through with a pretty easy C. He scored a B on the final, and that held his grade pretty firmly at a C for him. I have my grades posted every week. I tell students to check them. I tell students what their grades are. Well, this morning, after grades were posted, I got an email from Pablo that said, so apparently those homework assignments I didn't turn in are negatively affecting my grade. Um, I need to turn them in to get my grade up. Can you unlock them for me? 
and my gut instinct is to respond many cruel things, many sarcastic things, many, oh, now they matter? You didn't see those zeros in there for the last nine weeks? But I bit my tongue for the most part and nodded and smiled and put them in and they raised his grade to a B. I was pleased. He was not. I got another email. So I really want an A. So can I do X, Y, and Z to get an A? And I was angry. Angry because I had this same student in a math class, first quadmester of the school year, and we did this dance then. No work or very little work for a huge majority of the term. And then a flurry of activity, frenetic, frenetic desire to succeed in the last few yards of the race to triumph with an A about which he boasted proudly. A student does not earn an A in Spanish in a last minute frenetic effort to pile in more points much of their grade is weekly practice, which didn't happen. But now the student wants the A and I am expected to pave the way to it. Very angry about that. I exchanged emails with Pablo and with his mother, expressing my frustration and my acquiescence to his request, stating, here are all of the quizzes that we took. None of them Pablo has taken in the course of the past seven weeks. If he averages 100% on all of these quizzes, mathematically that will raise his grade to the desired 90%. Have at it, Pablo. And mom, would you please talk with him about what good study habits look like? And then I apologized to mom for blowing off steam and she was gracious enough to acknowledge that yes, I was being kind and helpful to her student, but also that there were circumstances that I wasn't aware of and here's the untold story of the stressors behind her son's poor performance and so forth. And she's right, there are always more facts than we're aware of. There is always trauma on some level, and there is always hope for improvement. I know these things, but the frustration is real. Second story, I will call this young man Juan. Juan is a poor student, a fact he acknowledged at the beginning of the term a fact he has repeatedly joked about throughout the term, but his study habits steadily improved. I was proud of him. I complimented on this, complimented him on this several times. Juan ended with a 79%, having chosen not to do the optional last oral presentation, which would possibly have made the difference between a C and a B. When he got the 79%, he sent me this email. Dear Profe Morris, I know I earned a 79% and I know I failed the final. 
However, I get a break on my car insurance if I have all A's and B's. So can I have a B? If not, what can I do to raise my grade to a B? Thanks, Juan. I replied to that email after several deep breaths with, Dear Juan, I will never give you a grade which you did not earn yourself. However, if you would like to earn a B, I would suggest that you prepare and present the final oral presentation that you opted out of. If you do well, you will earn a B in the class. Good luck. Let me know if I can help. Today, I got another email from Juan saying, can I just really quick do one of the assignments I th that I missed? Because it's only 10 questions and I think that should be enough to raise my grade. I replied, Juan, didn't we agree that you would do your oral presentation? Juan responded, but I just really quick want to raise it. I don't see why I shouldn't be able to do what I want to do to get my grade up. It's another assignment that'll get me more points, right? And flames, flames burned on the side of my face as I stared at my computer screen. And I wrote back to Juan, clearly, you and I have different goals. My goal is to help you learn Spanish so that you will be more successful next quadmester because you will have mastered better the Spanish from this quadmester. Your goal, clearly stated, is really quick change of your record. Juan replied, thanks, I really appreciate it. It's really been a fun class and, and so forth, but can you just unlock the assignment? Thanks. Third exchange with another young man whom I will call hmm, Miguel. Miguel earned a 58% and did not take the final exam. His email requested that I give him all of the homework he needs to do because he really, really needs to pass the class. I would love to be able to communicate with each of these young men that a grade is not an incident at the end of the semester. It is a nine-week journey. It is never a sudden surprise. It is always an incremental process. And it is incidental to our goal of learning Spanish. How I wish I could convince my students to embrace both of those truths, or at least the first. The grade frantic energy that happens after grades have posted is a huge stress for teachers. And to be fair, the mishap-laden students as well. But the solution is so easy. One day at a time, incremental process, incremental success incremental triumph. That is a lesson that everyone needs to learn about most everything in life. We all progress gradually. I cannot 
figure out how to get that across to these three particular young men. However, I have calmed down by reflecting on their 47 classmates who have not wound up in this predicament, or if they have, have not inundated me with frantic emails requesting slash demanding that I allow them another opportunity to do what I have given them every opportunity to do over the last nine weeks. We put so much stress on grades as the truth of an education and students absorb that. Students are judged on that and students expect their success to be marked by those grades. I battle to convince my students to take pride in their learning and in their progress and see the grade as incidental to that journey. I rarely succeed overnight, but it is a battle that I refuse to stop fighting because the lessons of gradual, steady labor are far more valuable than flipping 10 points in a grade book to flip a grade on a transcript, even if it does get you an insurance discount that suddenly matters.